Are you a sports card collector? Are you looking to buy or sell your vintage cards? If so, contact Josh over at Midwest Vintage Cards. With over 25 years of experience in the field, Midwest Vintage Cards will pay you cash for your collection. Check out their eBay store by searching Midwest Vintage Cards or follow them on Instagram at Midwest Vintage Cards. Contact Josh at 847-602-8604 or email him at josh at midwestvintagecards.com to get your quote today. Cubs on Tap episode. After a pretty rough loss, I mean, we don't want to say everything's falling apart, but Rowan Wick did just get injured and he's gone probably for the season and the offense did not come out tonight, but we're going to talk about this one. We're going to break it down for you and uh, maybe we can find some positives in this pretty dark game, but I mean, I still have confidence. Uh, Cubs now have a 31-21 and 21 record. Uh, Cardinals did win tonight. They came back on there being no hit by Mitch Keller, which was beautiful to watch, but then they ended up just coming back and winning it. So, And then I believe the Brewers also won. So not great. Uh, the Reds lose? I think the Reds lost. Let's see here. Yep, the Sox beat the Reds, and that's what we want. Um, but that's okay. Things happen. Uh, I'd like to get your opinion on the game, Justin. I mean, it was kind of a snooze fest, really, especially on the offensive side. You know, Millsy, uh, he he pitched really good through six. You know, he only gave up, what, the two runs. Um, you know, that's what you really can expect of him. You can't really expect him to throw a no-hitter every time he goes out. But he looked good for most part through six innings, and that's all you really can ask of him. Um, yes. the, the offense, man, it's been a struggle these last couple of days. They have... Oh. I mean, the last four th- four games, they've only scored what one run each game. Yeah, I think, and, and it's, that's not good. I mean, that's you're glad the you're gl- you're really happy the rotation's finally finding its groove at this late in the season, and they're gonna and that's what this rotation's done down the stretch. Not maybe so much in the last couple years, but when they're making a big playoff push, when this rotation's been solid when it needs to be, and yeah. the offense just really filled in the gaps. Right now, they're not doing that. So you really hope going to Pittsburgh really picks up their spirits and gets them right before they face the White Sox to finish out the year. You know, that's more of a – I mean, I know the White Sox are really pumped up for this postseason. I am as well as a Cubs fan, but not in the same reasons. I'm just hoping the Cubs get through the next round. And potentially, hey, if they make the championship series or even the World Series, that is – to the moon, man, if that's way out of my expectations when I thought – when it began this year. And yeah. that's not being, being being negative, but it's just being honest. No one looking at this team from last year and the year before. No one has said, "Wow, this team is a top tier World Series contender." That's just my opinion. You might have a different opinion. Someone else no, might have a different. Opinion, no, but. I, I think uh, I think a lot of people had that opinion at the beginning of the season. They weren't 
expected to blow you away. And we thought this division was going to be a lot more competitive than what it has been. I mean, we're lucky that it wasn't as competitive as they said it was going to be. The Reds weren't nearly as good as they were projected to be. And uh, that rotation still scares me. I do not want to see them in the postseason at all. I think they're one of those wild card teams that could just surprise the hell out of you and go all the way to maybe NLCS. So I don't want to see it. I mean, that rotation gets hot. We're done. Our offense has filled in the gaps. I agree with you on that. They're not, they're just never been consistent. I really would go on record by saying that. I have never seen the Cubs offense be a consistent powerhouse within the last three years. I mean, they just have not been there. And obviously 2016 is 2016, but even then, in the beginning of the playoffs, the consistency kind of falls off. And uh, it's because you have guys that just cannot remain consistent. Uh, Baez, he's starting to get there. He, I would not say he's anywhere near where he should be, but he's starting to get there. Um, Hayward's been your guy, man. Hayward is just tearing the cover off that ball. So. Oh yeah, absolutely right. You know, and he he's been facing all the critics since sixteen. And you really look at it, this guy at the time where he was at when he come, it'd be different if he was a rookie and you had to send him back down or break down his spring. And this guy was already a veteran, and he took the time, got his stuff right, and it's finally paying off. Which makes me just like the same thing with Darvish. Darvish, I know once again pitching is a little bit different, is way different than. Hitting, but Darvish can go downhill again next season. But Hayward just steadily improved from 16 to 17 to 18 to 19 till now. So, you know, right now he's the only one I look at. I'm like, wow, thank you, man. You're the only really reason. Him and Hap, really. I mean, Hap's had a little bit of consistency issues down the stretch here. But those are the two guys you look like, wow, I'm so glad you guys are not part of this team. Because without you, we're probably in the same situation where Cincinnati's at, fighting for a playoff spot. Definitely, definitely. And you could even argue that Kipnis is on that list as well. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, he was. He came in, you know, it was a trade that every Cubs fan had, was hopeful for because he was from Chicago, he had a great story, and he was fighting for arguably his MLB career next year. So you'd love to see it. Uh, you just hope that at least, I mean, at least Bryant could start to produce a little bit more uh, and Rizzo, definitely. You want those two guys hot. Contreras has been okay lately. He's been picking up, and uh, you love to see that. But tonight, Alec Mills went out after a throwing no-hitter against the Brewers, which was magical. And he's not Nolan Ryan. You didn't expect him to come out and throw another one. I mean, he pitched well, as you said. It ended up being, I think, the sixth or the seventh where yeah seventh where he had some major issues uh he got taken out and then it was basically given up by the bullpen at that point we Baez made a throw that should have just been routine to home plate there was bases loaded nobody out and uh it was a ground ball to Baez uh he bobbled it but he went home with it and spiked it into the ground and Contreras just could not handle the pick and it was disappointing. I I was disappointed. I could not believe what just happened. But, you know, Baez has saved you so many other runs. It's just almost like a wash at that point. You just, you're frustrated with it. But 
it's a wash. He's saved runs that should have been in before. So, I mean, you got to move on, and your bullpen has to produce, and they didn't. Underwood Jr. went out there, and he did okay. I mean, he gave up a couple hits, no, no runs, but, you know, it's just – I think that it was a major blow losing uh, Rowan Wick because the bullpen's been pretty good lately, but the consistency has been because of Rowan Wick. He remains your guy. You can put him out there in situations. He's got a wicked curveball. He's, he's a strikeout pitcher, and the Cubs really don't have money. Strikeout pitchers coming out of that bullpen. I mean, you, you would like to say you do, but you don't. Um, it's a lot of pitch-to-contact guys, and the circle of trust has definitely gotten smaller as of lately, but I think it's going to be okay down in the stretch. But Mills, he goes out there. You're not too worried. You got Darvish going tomorrow. What do you think about Darvish going tomorrow? I think he really – I know he's – I know a lot of people – he's from the beginning of the year, people say, you know, he's – well, he gave up three runs. He's not that guy that was, you know, had that sub – TRA anymore. I'm like, okay. If you look back last year or even the year before, he was getting up eight runs before even before the fifth inning. I will take a sub 2.0 ERA Darvish any day of the week. I don't care if he doesn't win the Cy Young. I'm not going to lose sleep over, even though I think he should win it because of what he's overcome. Um, but I think Darvish comes out and throws. This really shows what he has because the Twins are a playoff team. They're another team that are going to be looking to compete for a championship this year. Um, so if he pitches well against them, he's he's the guy you start with in the playoffs, and you go to Hendricks. From there, it's kind of tough, because you either can go with John Lester, or you can go with Alec Mills. If you wanted to go with more of a guy that might give you a little bit more depth and stuff like that, probably go with Mills right now, because he's got that youth, and he's starting to find that consistency you would like to see at the right time. Lester, yes, he's a veteran, and He's had numerous big moments in a Cubs uniform, Red Sox uniform, and he's always been paid off, really. But right now, I would say Mills would have to be slotted for that three spot. I don't know how you feel about it, but with Lester, it's just like he's getting older. Yeah. I mean, it seems like every day, like through the first two innings, he's got more sweat and sweat on that brim of that cap. Like, he's done. Yeah, he's running out. He's running out. I mean... Every, that's a really good way to describe it. There's so much more sweat on the brim of that cap, and it's only two innings. He struggles through every batter. I mean, he's begging for those edges. If he does not get a generous call on, on that edge, he is, he's in trouble because that is his place that he stays where he doesn't get hit. And if he's not getting the edge, I mean, he, he falls apart. What a pitcher. I mean, what a pitcher. But I have to agree with you. Alec Mills right now is your third guy. He, the consistency is there. I mean, that slow curveball sets him apart. It sets him apart from others in that rotation. I mean, Darvish is just wicked nasty. With If he sets up the fastball, that is his key. Setting up the fastball, every other pitch works off of that. If he can do that, he's he's your guy every time. But... Mills has that slow curveball, and I, I like that. I don't know if you think that that would definitely set them apart in terms of John Lester versus Alec Mills. He's got the wipeout pitch, but, yeah. I mean, the only thing with the problem, and, you know, Brian Mitchell has brought this up several times when I've recorded pods with him, is Hendricks 
and Mills are so similar. You just feel like one of them is going to get really hit up. And if, if it's Hendo the first time around, do I think Mills could do enough to be different from Hendricks? Maybe, but at the same time, yeah. is it in that, that curveball enough? I don't know. So you might have to, and you know, this is a really tough decision for Dave Ross that has to go through it, is A, do you put Hendricks out there first, then Darvish, and then go with Mills? Because Hendricks, if you really look at Hendrick, Hendricks, 2016-17, he looked lights out during the postseason. That first game against the Nationals, then NLDS is the best time I've ever seen Kyle Hendricks pitch. And it's the right time for him to pitch that well is the postseason. You can have a totally ass first half of the season or second half season. If your, if your team makes the playoffs and you're pitching like an ace, that is the only time I care how well you pitch. Yes, you may not be a Hall of Famer or you might not win the Cy Young. But you have a ring. Yep. Yep. I agree with that. I agree with that. The playoff pitching has to be there. And that's a special thing. That can be considered in David Ross's decision. You have John Lester with way more playoff experience than Alec Mills. So that's also something that he has to consider. But I think Mills is your third guy. I mean, that is a good debate to have. But he's got to be your third guy right now. Lester just has not shown it this year. Uh, he, he's running out of steam. Uh, it was it was sad to see what he said about his uh, home start, last home start, possibly. That was that was sad. I always see him in a Cubs uniform, so it's, uh, it's sad to see. But, yeah, so that was basically the game. I mean, it was not great. You expected these Twins hitters to go out there and be powerful. You expected home runs. Uh, I was definitely – I mean, I w- I w- if I could have put money on Sano hitting a home run tonight, I definitely would have. The wind was not much of a factor. He was going to hit a home run. The- these are powerful guys. Um, and me and Cody touched on it last night. If the offense didn't show up tonight, we would lose. And the offense did not show up tonight at all. I mean, at all. A lot of guys were over. A lot of guys. And it's something that has to change down in the stretch. I mean – Realistically, you get to the playoffs. If you can only rely on this rotation, you are not going to get very far. I'm, I'm sorry, but yes, Darvish is great. Yes, Hendricks is great. You got the third guy, which can be a question mark. But if some, if Hendricks has a bad night, he has thrown clunkers in the past. If he throws one, you have to rely on Mills to pitch lights out if you're going to deal with this type of offense. Something has to get Bryant has to get hot or Rizzo or both preferably the Brizzo combination you saw it the other day and that is what produces an offense I mean Ian Happ's been great this year been a great leadoff hitter and I love to see him there struggling as of late but I mean he's got to remain there too so you need the offense to perform if you think uh Justin we go into the postseason with this offense how far do you think we get Maybe past the first round, and that's maybe a tight window. I mean, there's so much pressure on this first series because it's three games. You have to win two. I mean, it's not like the next round where it's three out of five. You're like, all right, if you drop the first one, you still can win it, win three, three more, and you're all right. If you lose the first game, there's so much more added pressure that next game. So, I mean, with this offense right now, oh, God, I think we might potentially get swept. I don't care who we play. If this offense is not 
can't get more than one run versus the Indians. I know, don't get me wrong, the Twins and Indians have really good pitching, but still, we've done better against the same quality. Look at how we went to Cleveland uh, at the start of the season. If that offense was yep. at least a fraction as good as it is then, is now, we'd be in a totally different conversation. I would have some confidence in that lineup, but right now I don't have any. I have Hayward and Hap that I have confidence in. And when 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 Jason Kipnis is in, I have confidence. Um, outside that, no. Like you said, I know, and that's another thing about Rizzo. What you brought up, either I, either Bryant or Rizzo have to really step up. Teams are afraid, more afraid that, to pitch to Rizzo because he was walked intentionally, I believe, twice by Cleveland. Yep. And so I feel like they're more afraid of him. But Bryant, they just know that he's so far out of sync because a. He's dealt with so many injuries this season and in years past, so I just feel like he's out of whack completely. So I feel like they would if he has to bat above Rizzo no matter what, because if they if they pit if they put Bryant below Rizzo, they're gonna walk Rizzo a bunch, just a bunch. And I don't I can give you a number, but just a, I can just a, a ridiculous amount of number, like not Barry Bonds a lot, but a lot. Um, but right now, like I said, like I said. To you before the show started, or also brought up during the show, Pittsburgh is a linchpin. If this offense is only getting two runs a game through the four games we play Pittsburgh, I'm very worried. Yeah. If they're getting, if they're averaging five, four or five, okay, I'm, I got a little more confidence in this team. Yeah. But if they're only getting one or two runs against Pittsburgh, I am extremely, extremely worried. Uh, yeah, I, you put it best. I am extremely, extremely worried as well. Uh, Pittsburgh. They're, they're, they can put up some runs against people. They've done it, and they will do it, and they love to spite the Cubs. That's what they're born to do, I feel like. So I'm scared, too. And then right after that, you have to play, like it or not, Cubs fans, the red-hot White Sox. I mean, they're scary good. So it could turn. It could turn fast. I mean, we only have a four-and-a-half game up on the Cardinals now. The Reds are five-and-a-half back, but the Cardinals are right on our tails. And the Cardinals, they, they push. They push hard. They have a couple series with the Brewers who are just, they're falling apart. They're 25 and 26. So that's not good at all. I mean, it's it's a scary time. It's a scary time. And with the playoffs being a three-game set, you want to go into this with as much steam behind a team as physically possible. And I think you made a really good point earlier about how in the beginning of the year we watched that offense and they were phenomenal. Well, at that time, the starting pitching wasn't as good as it is now. So the Cubs have been spotty in the best possible ways. And that is why they've been able to become 31 and 21. I mean, there's games where the pitching has completely won. And then there's games where the offense have completely won. And that's a, that's a, it's a big margin too. It's not just like every other team. The Cubs have been spotty, like it or not. And if you want to go far in this playoff series of three games, you can't be spotty. You can't be spotty against the Dodgers. That does not work. Your offense needs to be there. It needs to put up five runs, and your pitching needs to save five runs. I mean, it's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. I'd say that for the Cubs to have any chance, and I want to see if you agree with me on this, they have to go into this with a big stretch of wins not losses i mean yeah i would say yeah i mean you have to have a stretch of um i like to say in this term snowball effect really Mm -hmm. um and i'm not saying wins like 
a one to nothing win. We're talking. I'm not saying like you we can only win like winning by runs a terrible idea, but say if you win six to five, all right. I look at that offense and I'm like, all right, it's better than what we were doing. But yeah, well, I mean, if you're just if we're just winning five straight games, one to nothing, that doesn't mean nothing to me right now. If you're mm-hmm. winning games by a lot or getting four runs plus and winning only by one, that means a your lineup's doing well, your bullpen's able to really work through a tough situation only up being up by one run. That's a positive note on both ends that they can handle that situation. Um, but yeah, like I agree with you. Yeah. They have to have a string of wins here to secure that two spot and have play a way worse team. Because right now at the two spot, they'd be playing the Phillies. at strikeout kingdom. I like to call them with Harper and Reese Hoskins and a bunch of other guys. But if they slide down to the three spot, right now they're playing, they'll be playing the Cardinals. And we all know the Cardinals' history of postseason being great. Um, yeah, that's all I really want to say about that is the fact that we need that two spot. We cannot give up that two spot to Atlanta and expect to make the next round of the playoffs. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. And last year, we won a lot of games, won nothing. There was a stretch, if I remember, of five games or so where we won won nothing. And you could say that, oh, that's a win. And late in the year, you just want Ws. You do. You need the W, like it or not. But I agree with you. They need to be better feeling wins. I, mean, I haven't felt very good about one of our wins in a little bit. So it's just – I. I'd like to see a six to five win. I, I I'd like to see seven to two. I mean, I want to see the offense come out and produce. And you know what? It's a good portion to go to here tomorrow. Darvish goes against a very good pitcher at times, Jose Barrios, and he has proven to be spotty as well. But he can be really well and really dominant, especially on a struggling offense such as the Cubs. So. You want to see them go out, and you want to see them produce tomorrow. Uh, let's go with the Fly the W picks. Uh, what's going to be your pick for tomorrow? You know, mine's going to be an easy one. It's going to be you, uh, Darvish, because the fact that, I mean, the Twins, I mean, I'm not saying they don't love to hit for contact, but they're a power team. They love to swing the bat, and they love to hit home runs. So I feel like, like you brought it up, if he has his fastball command on point, he, and he goes uh, those 11 over pitches outside that fastball, fastball, Look out. This guy, I mean, he could rack up 12 strikeouts through the first through, what, six, seven innings? He could average potentially average tomorrow, average two strikeouts per inning tomorrow. I mean, that's that's to me, that's a, that's a slam dunk pick. I Now, look, if tomorrow at 6.08 start and he gives up six runs in the first inning, I'd be the first one to say, hey, I was absolutely wrong. But at the same time, with what we've seen from him this year, I, the evidence is on my side. <laughs> when he pitches against teams that love to hit home runs, he's prevailed, and he's looked like an ace, and he's looked like a Cy Young winner. He's looked like what we signed him to be. So I'm just going with Darvish. It's simple. You know, Barrios is a really good pitcher. He's got a lot of talent. Um, I know at the beginning of the year, I think he, pretty sure – I don't know if he won a rookie of the year. I'm pretty sure – he was a finalist for Rookie of the Year when he, when he first broke in, but he's really kind of hit a down downhill slide a little bit. 
but still, he's yeah. still got enough. Ta- he's got enough talent in that arm. He's only what twenty six. Yeah, he's gonna have a good career. He he's got a bunch of talent. I mean, honestly, you never know. Once he might get out of Minnesota, if they don't lock him up. He might be go back to that potential like we thought he had at the beginning of his career. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think he could. And he's one of those guys that if you got the stuff, sometimes you're there and you can throw a very good game. So those bats need to be hitting. And that leads me to my pick. I have to go with Chris Bryant. I need to see him have a lights-out good game where you're like, whoa, that looks like old Chris Bryant. It's most likely not going to happen. Evidence is not on my side, but... Um, more of just a hopeful fly the W pick for me. So hopefully we do good tomorrow. Hopefully the offense uh, can produce. We want to see all the other teams in the division just not win, not do well. I do not want to see the Reds get hot. They are a team that scares me. Cardinals also scare me. So let's go out and let's win one. Let's get out of here. The only way we know how to do it. Go Cubs. Go Cubs. Go Cubs.